I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's been a week and change since... The NFL's free agency season had its soft opening and the Steelers started losing all kinds of players. Their outlook now, I really believe, is a lot different than what it was then, meaning what the priority should be for the remainder of this offseason. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way. Bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I'm flexible. I've also got daily shots of Penguins and Pirates. This stuff goes on year-round, by the way. There's no such thing as a break. There's no such thing as an off-season. That's just the nature of sports coverage anymore. And that was definitely the nature of the coverage that the Steelers got for their non-moves in addition to the handful of moves that they did make last week, notably in keeping Cam Sutton, Zach Banner, and of course Juju Smith-Schuster by week's end. What's left? What's missing? What has to be addressed and how? Well, there's obvious stuff. There's you got to draft a running back. I mean, I don't know that there's another way around it. And I think it's got to happen in the top two rounds or you don't do it at all. Meaning you don't do it in the draft. You got to get a running back. You're not entering the season with Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland, Jalen Samuels. You're just not doing that. So that's one that leaps out. The defensive side of the ball, you're still looking for somebody that could navigate nose tackle. I don't believe that answer is on the inside, but the Steelers have surprised with this sort of thing in the past, not least of which was the move of Tyson Alualu there. So what's really missing here? If you presume, and I think you safely can, that they're going to get that running back, that they're going to get the additional uh, tight end depth that they're looking for, You need to make really, really, really sure that this offensive line is going to be able to get the job done. And, wow, that's not easy to do. I'm not talking about cap limitations or the, the talent that's at hand or even the other difficulties in acquiring players from the outside including the draft, because it's really tough to take an offensive lineman from the draft and just throw him right into the mix. Your existing line is already young enough. But it's got to happen. And if it isn't the chief concern right now, I don't know what is. Look, there's a couple of different ways you can do this. You can go left to right across the line and convince yourself that each individual is going to be okay. 
Zach Banner is going to be back. Zach Banner is a really big dude, a really relentless worker who blew away Steelers management at the last training camp. Chooks Okorafor and, and, and Banner were competing for the same job. Chooks had a great camp, and Banner was the clear winner. And I will remind that Banner was lining up almost invariably against T.J. Watt, who wanted no part of being blocked. That's why those two got into it more than once in that camp. So he showed well. But he hasn't played much in the NFL. You can say, oh, he's going to be fine. You can say the same thing about Chooks on the other side. You can say the same thing about Kevin Dotson at left guard because when he came in, he looked like a better football player, a more aggressive blocker, certainly, than Matt Filer. He was knocking guys downfield. Filer was just kind of absorbing them. You can say you've got a multiple-time All-Pro at right guard in David DeCastro, but we have no idea what his mental state was, never mind what it'll be, because that Dave that I saw last year was not the Dave that I'd seen in the past. He struck me as looking at his watch. I say this with immense respect for everything that he's achieved, but it happens. It happens to the best of them. Eventually, you just go, man, really? I got to do this again? And there was a lot of that to Dave's game. Will he even be back? I mean, I've, I've floated that one. Could the Steelers find a way to either restructure, extend? Actually, it wouldn't be restructuring. In his case, it would be an extension. Could he be traded? Who knows? Who knows? But he's not a certainty either. He's just not. And I I don't even know what to say about center. I mean, Marquise Pouncey was there forever. Uh, he was not at the top of his game in 2020. He was a part of the problem when it came to the rushing attack. He, he wasn't a victim to it. He was part of the cause. He wasn't knocking people back like he used to. He wasn't getting to the outside on the pulls the way he used to, the way that will rightly have him at least considered for enshrinement in Canton. That wasn't there in 2020. But you're still replacing or trying to replace someone of that pedigree. Are the Steelers really done at center? B.J. Finney was signed. That's nice. They've added other guard-slash-tackle depth. But B.J. Finney and J.C. Hasenauer being re-signed are the only two bodies currently in the fold who are capable of playing center. Hasenauer's a backup. I, I don't want to say any more than that because it just sounds mean. He's a better center in the NFL than I'll ever be. But he's a backup. Okay, let's try that approach. BJ's a different case. BJ, I always thought of his game 
as being more about or more akin to that of a pinch hitter or frequent regular pinch hitter in baseball. Uh, A guy who, if you put him out there occasionally and he sees nothing but fastballs because there's men all over the base paths, he'll hit the ball over the wall or he'll he'll drop you a a two-run shot down the line. But if you put him out there every day, he'll get exposed for the things that he doesn't have. B.J. was with Seattle and with Cincinnati. He's never been known as a a conditioning freak, uh, nor an athletic freak. Not someone who goes out there and operates with brute natural strength. What he does, and he does it really well, is he generates almost everything that he achieves out there through, I'm trying to think of a better word for it than trickery, but trickery actually feels right. He knows all the moves. Uh, He knows how to keep someone off balance. He knows how to do things that might or might not be legal on the football field. And more often than not, as is the case with most offensive linemen, he gets away with it. Is that an answer for your starting center? Or is that someone who you could have as a backup center, even though you've already got one in J.C. Hasenauer, uh, as well as someone who could back up at either guard position? I don't know that that center is here. And that's why I'm bringing this up. Anytime I've looked at whatever dollars the Steelers still might concoct under the salary cap, meaning through the restructures that they could still get from some of the defensive guys in particular, whatever it is that they do, the one player that I think you almost have to target, meaning from a positional standpoint, on the outside is a center. There are some guys. Uh, there, There are a handful of them that are out there. David Andrews from the Patriots. Nick Martin from the Texans. Uh, is another one. There, None of these names are going to jump to mind where you go, oh, yeah, that guy, because who knows the names of other team centers. But there are guys who started. Uh, five guys for sure who started just last season in the league. Others who've had starting experience in the past and maybe could develop into that or maybe could – share duties or something. I don't know. You need to get a center is what I'm saying. I like BJ a lot. I don't know that he's going to be your center. Uh, There isn't going to be anything more important the rest of the way than ensuring that whatever running back it is that you draft, you're going to be able to open holes for him. And there's never anything more important in the Steelers equation than protecting quarterback. We might think slash hope that this group can do it, but we don't know. And not knowing that is just not good. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is always brought to you by the personal injury law firm, Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they are going to do. It's important to them that when they make you a promise, they keep that promise. This law firm has been keeping promises right here in our region for over 80 years. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more about them online at lgkg.com or by giving them a call at 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Goose, who asks, Why would the Steelers choose to move on from Steven Nelson rather than from Joe Hayden? I like both, but I did feel that age was starting to catch up to Hayden and probably would be even more of an issue in 2021, and I can't say the same for Nelson. I don't know the cap circumstance from either cutting or trading Hayden, but to me, the choice between the two is obvious. It's a really good subject matter to bring up, Goose. I really couldn't disagree with you more. I thought Joe Hayden had a terrific 2020 season. I thought it was significantly better than Nelson's. I have a feeling that Nelson's very, very strong 2019 has resonated with people way more than it should have. I've even seen, heard, read references, repeated references to Nelson's two years in Pittsburgh. Here's his data from his two years in Pittsburgh. Well, there were two years. There was one year and then there was another year. And his 2019 stats and general grading were way better than what he did this past season. But I went and looked some stuff up for you. If you're a pro football focus guy, not everyone is. Not everyone is. Not everybody buys what they do. And boy, do the players express skepticism about it, especially when they feel like they're wronged. Hayden and Nelson were ranked 24th 
and 39th in that order. Hayden 24th, Nelson 39th among the 93 qualifying outside corners in the National Football League. So according to PFF, they weren't very far apart, but Hayden was, in fact, better in their estimation. I felt like Joe's splash really should count for more than just general coverage grades. Yeah, you you do better on coverage grades by getting interceptions. I'm not naive to that. But Joe was able to make some big, big plays uh, at big, big times and ask any football coach at any level if there's more weight to that, and they'll agree that it does. In looking over these stats, I just feel obligated to share. Man, Pittsburgh had one heck of a good secondary that they've now let fall apart. 41.7% successful pass-to-play rate was number one in the NFL this past season. Do you know what that means? Pass-to-play rate. Ball goes in the air. Ball results in a completion or not a completion. Take everything else out of the equation, whether it's a good pass, bad pass, drop, great catch, whatever. Doesn't matter. Ice cold, merciless stat with no feelings. The Steelers were number one in that category. And it wasn't, obviously, just Hayden and Nelson. Minka Fitzpatrick had the third best grade among all safeties. Terrell Edmonds, outstanding. Outstanding. Didn't didn't get his due. Both of those safeties did a really, really good job. One of the better safety duos probably in the NFL, especially, you know, with with the 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 burden in that debate that Minka would carry. Cam Sutton, third best slot corner. Mike Hilton, seventh best slot corner. Do you really want to hear any more of this? I don't know that uh, Justin Lane's going to be able to make up for what Steven Nelson did, but I'm more optimistic about that than I am about the Steelers' ability to replace Hilton's work on the inside, Sutton is just one guy, and more often than not, Sutton and Hilton were out there together because that's the nature of the modern NFL. You go with a lot of DBs. I'm I'm not with you on Hayden versus Nelson. Uh, there's probably not any way that we would agree on that. Uh, but I'll bet that we would agree that losing out on this secondary in 2021 is going to sting. It, it just is. Thanks for the question. Thanks to everybody for listening. We will do another daily shot of Steelers tomorrow. In spite of the doom and gloom in my voice there at the end. At 
Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.